1: Thanks for tuning in to the Growing in Grace podcast. It's the Joel and Mike show or the Mike and Joel show. I don't care. You can say whatever you want. It's Growing in Grace, and we're just two friendly guys from Iowa, two Iowans. And that's in the United States for those people overseas. It's one of the states, one of the 50 states or one of the 58 states if you're a former president. Uh, But we don't need to go there. That was just being, I was just being silly.
0: I can't believe you said that. I can't either. Most Stop, people, rewind. Most people won't even know what you're talking about. Start
1: again. Take that no, out of there. no, don't, don't take that out. <laughs> that was funny. But uh, yeah, we're, so we've been going through this uh, series, Summarizing the Scripture. And it's there's a lot of, it's just, uh, there's obviously the Bible, 66 books. It is a huge book. Some people try to get through it in a year. I've never done that myself. And I know some listeners say, I've been through it three times in a year. Well, well, good for you. <laughs> but it is a big <laughs> book. There's a lot of stuff in there, and we're, we're basically trying to hit some of the highlights. It, really, when you look at the big picture of the Bible, it all points to Jesus. That's really the point. Jesus, his finished work, God sent his son so that we could be restored to God after the the fall, after what happened with Adam. And God had always planned on doing this because He so loved the world. He loved everybody so much that whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. And so the, the big picture of the Bible, it all points to that. It all points to Jesus, Him being the way, the truth, and the life, and Him, including us, in his family uh, all because of his great love for us. And so in in the meantime you've got all these different books. You've got all these different stories. You've got all these different things that happened, all these different writings. And sometimes they say different things. Like we were talking about last week. Part of what Jesus and and his ministry was was to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. It wasn't a ministry to Christians, so to speak, and it definitely wasn't a, a message. Uh, it wasn't a ministry to Gentiles; those those people who weren't of Israel. Because he said, "I was sent not ex. I was ex- I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel." But why was that? Why did Jesus have this exclusive ministry to the lost sheep of the house of Israel? And why is that included in the Bible in the first place? We get some clues from. Paul's writings, Paul said, Speaking of Israel, I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. You see, the people of Israel thought that they could establish their own righteousness in front of this holy God, in front of God, and in doing so, they had not submitted to his righteousness because they were seeking to establish it on their own through their own works, but the righteousness of God can only be received as a gift. And so Jesus had this ministry, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those under the law, and it was a law ministry. It wasn't a gospel ministry. Yes, he came to be the Messiah of both Jew and Gentile. But in the meantime, he had to have this ministry to the people of Israel to show them that they could not be justified by what they do. So that's that in a nutshell, and we can talk more about that or whatever else you've got in mind, Cap.
0: Well, I'm thinking we could probably end the podcast right there, end on a high note, you know, but <laughs> now you're right. I mean, the Apostle Paul said this this thing called grace, this thing called righteousness it's a, a gift to be received apart from the law, apart from the law. And boy, oh boy, wh- where do I start here? Um, Jesus, you know, last week, Joel, you were talking about the woman who who had a daughter who needed healing and she, she wasn't Jewish. And she came to Jesus. She was a Gentile like us, born outside of the Jewish race, which those people, you realize, we Gentiles back then were considered unclean through the eyes of the law. I mean, Jewish people, and Peter talked about this to some folks in the book of Acts. He said, you know, he met with Cornelius and that whole group of Gentiles, and he says, you know, there, there was a time where it would be unlawful, not to mention inappropriate for me to even be talking to you mm. <laughs> under the eyes of the, of the law. And when Jesus was being approached by this woman, sort of hounding him, and I say that with a little bit of humor because he kind of talked about not throwing the crumbs to the the dogs, but she was hounding him, begging him, I need your help. And, and you touched on it last week, Joel, Jesus said that, well, I, I really, I mean, Jesus is sitting at the Israeli table with Israeli people ministering to them under the law in order to get them redeemed from it eventually. And here comes this woman, you know, hopping up to the table and says, I need, I need something. And Jesus looks at her and says, "It's not right for me to take some of the food here that um, I'm ministering to Israel and, and to give this food to the to the dogs." And she says, "Yeah, but even the dogs get some crumbs." And and so he didn't turn her down. It's just that Jesus even you know, Jesus didn't turn down the Gentiles when they came for help, but it, his ministry was not pointed at them. And and yet in Luke 14 later on jesus started telling these israeli people who were going to reject him basically as a nation he began to tell them the parable of the dinner uh, or whatever it's it's called in, in your bible um could be the great supper it could be different things jesus began to explain to these jewish people that there would be an invitation sent out to them to come to the table and the invitations would be rejected, essentially, by Israel. And so then Jesus said, all right, right, I'm my house is going to be full one way or the other. My, my table is not going to have an empty seat. So I want invitations to be sent out to those outside of these fences, outside of these barriers, outside of these walls, to people who are less desirable, people who uh, essentially would, would be Gentiles and those who needed healing, those who were looked down upon, Samaritans and others. Uh, the invitation would be sent to them. But what my point is, at one point, Jesus is telling the, the Gentile woman, you don't belong at this table. Later on, he would begin to look ahead to a new covenant where he said, everybody would be invited to this table. And so taking some of these teachings of Jesus in the proper context is is a really big deal because what you were talking about there, you were in Galatians, right, Joel?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Yeah. And, and so, I mean, it's right there. The law is not of faith. So why are we hammering the law on people from thou shalt not written on stone, the ministry of death, to all kinds of other things? Many times, even in your own church statement, you're going to find some new laws that are made up on how you should dress and how you should behave and what you should do or not do. Um that's the kind of thing Jesus came to deliver people from, so that they could live freely and experience unconditional love and grace. And why is that? So that they could, in turn, possess that in order to be able to give and share it to others.
1: Right. Yes. He, one thing that the ministry of Jesus was meant to accomplish for those who were under the law is, uh, is summed up by Paul in Romans 3.19. If you've listened to this podcast for any time, you, you you know this is one of my favorite verses because it's it's the thing that helped me it helped to shed the light for me on various things that Jesus said such as the sermon on the mount and other things that he said that didn't seem to m- mix very well with what Paul said. So Paul said in Romans 3:19, now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law Who were the people who were under the law? Well, the law was given exclusively to Israel. It was not given to Gentiles. Gentiles were excluded from the law, the covenants, the promises, everything, it says elsewhere in the scriptures. They were excluded. So whatever the law says, it says to those who were under the law that every mouth may be stopped, or every mouth may be shut, and all the world may become guilty before God. And there was a reason for that. Uh, Paul sums that up by saying, therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. So when you look at the Sermon on the Mount, for example, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, when you look at other things that Jesus said, if you try to make that into a Christian teaching, you're, you're really missing the point. He was speaking, again, to those who were under the law, the lost sheep of the house of Israel, for the purpose that the law was given, to shut mouths and to make people guilty. So when Jesus was saying things in the Sermon on the Mount, such as pluck out your eye, cut off your hand if it causes you to sin, when he says that you shall be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect, when he says if you don't forgive others, God won't forgive you, He's talking to those who were under the law, effectively shutting their mouths. These were people again who were trying to establish their righteousness by what they do, by the law. But the law cannot justify anybody. The only thing that the law can do is is it can increase sin, but it can't stop sin. It can't establish you can't establish your righteousness by by keeping the law. You have to receive God's righteousness as a gift. And so what happened when Jesus taught these things is that e- e- people either mocked him or they they uh, rejected him or or they they realized, hmm and, and their mouths were stopped. They, they, they couldn't justify themselves. They realized that they couldn't justify themselves by their works anymore. And so that's kind of what Jesus's ministry was meant to do. Couple yeah, minutes because
0: like. if you're if you're looking at some of the things Jesus said, and you think you're going to apply them to your to your own life as a Christian teaching, like you said last week, Joel, you're, it's going to mess you up. I'm not saying you're not a believer. I'm not saying you're not saved. It's just going to mess you up because you've got the wrong understanding of what's being ministered and to who it was being ministered to. You know, if you think that Jesus was teaching us as as believers in Christ in a new covenant, us Christians, if you think that He was telling us to keep the law, <laughs> follow mm-hmm. the commandments. Uh, it had never been done. It was the ministry of death. It, it it couldn't bring righteousness or life. Why do you think he would teach us to do that? Uh, it it doesn't add up, unless you're mixing up your covenants. You, you you're getting confused. You see, and and I'm thinking I I think maybe I'm going to save what I was about to say until next week because I'm not sure I can squeeze it in, Joel. But uh, I wanted to go into the book of Acts and compare some things that were said about the Gentiles, non-Jewish people like you and me. Um, I wanted to go back and, and, and check on some things that were said by the apostles and some leaders at the church in Jerusalem regarding the law and the Gentiles and what it would mean going forward for them and how it differs from what Jesus said if you're going to think that Jesus was talking to us on many of these occasions. There's a big difference there. So who was right? They were both right. What Jesus was ministering was true and right to who he was ministering to. And what the apostles were ministering was true and right for those under a different covenant. And once you begin to see this, it changes everything. So I hope that you'll stick with us. Uh, We'll try to clear some of these things up as we continue in our series of summarizing the scriptures Check it out each week right here at growingingrace.org. We'll see you next time. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various Internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.